Welcome to my video. Excessive money supply expansion leads to super high inflation. Inflation, meaning the sustained rise in the price of goods across the board, is a curse for most people. It reduces the purchasing power of money and savings, making people poorer. Even though you work diligently and consensuously, the purchasing power of the money you get for it dwindles. Inflation, when very high, causes particularly serious damage to an economy. High inflation can even ruin and destroy it. The history of money is full of examples. What is the cause of inflation? We typically do not get a clear answer to this question from politicians, bureaucrats, central bank, councillors and the mainstream economists who work for them. It is often sidestepped, much like the devil avoids holy water. From an economic point of view, however, the answer is clear. Inflation is always and everywhere a monetary phenomenon. That means it has something to do with money. In a pure barter economy, where there is no money, there is no such thing as inflation. It is not difficult to understand that inflation, the continued rise in the price of goods across the board, is always and everywhere a monetary phenomenon. You only need to know three things. First, money is a good like any other. What sets it apart is that it is the most marketable, the most liquid good. Money can be exchanged for all other goods better than other goods. Second, money is neither a consumer nor a production good, but the economy's exchange good. Money has only one function, namely that of a medium of exchange. Store of value and unit of account functions are merely sub-functions of money's exchange function. Third, and very important, the determination of the value of a good is governed by the law of diminishing marginal utility. What does it mean? The law of diminishing marginal utility says two things. On the one hand, it says that people prefer a larger stock of goods to a smaller one, because a larger supply of goods allows them to achieve more goals than a smaller supply of goods. On the other hand, the law of diminishing marginal utility states that the utility of the additional unit of goods received that is, its marginal utility decreases. This can be explained in terms of action logic. The first unit of a good a person receives is used to satisfy the most urgent need. The second unit a person receives is used to meet the remaining need, which is, of course, less urgent than, than the need met by the previously received unit. Similarly, the third unit a person receives serves to meet the remaining need, which, however, is less urgent than the need met with the second unit, which is less urgent than the need met with the first unit. In other words, the marginal utility that a person attributes to a good decreases as the availability of the good increases. And let me emphasize here that it is the marginal utility that determines the value of a good from the actor's perspective. As I already said, money is a good like any other. And with that, its valuation also falls under the law of diminishing marginal utility. With this explanation, it is also clear what happens when the money supply in the economy increases. For example, when the central bank issues new money. When a person receives the new money, his 
his previously prevailing value scales changes. The marginal utility of the additional money unit decreases, while at the same time the marginal utility of the units of goods that can be bought with money increases accordingly. It is impossible to say exactly when and, what, and at what point a person will react to the increase in the money supply, which reduces the marginal utility of the money holdings, that is, by exchanging money for goods. It is just as impossible to predict exactly which, good, which goods will become more expensive and to what degree. But there is no doubt that eventually people will, other things being equal, start holding more goods and less money in their portfolios. This statement is a direct result from the law of diminishing marginal utility, which determines the value of goods and thus the value of money. If the, if the new money is offered in exchange for goods such as food, energy, houses, stocks, etc., the prices for these goods rise, meaning more money units must be paid to buy a good. The increase in the price of goods can be absolute, that is, an apple increases in price from $1 per piece to $2 per piece, or relative. In any case, the price of goods will be higher compared to a situation in which the money supply has not been expanded. So you can see that the increase in the amount of money in the hands of market agents causes a change in the value of money. More precisely, the marginal utility of money, its value decreases relative to other goods you can buy with your money. And the reality is that an increasing money supply goes hand in hand with rising goods prices. Rising commodity prices are a symptom of a cause, and the cause is the increase in the money supply. The fact that inflation has risen so sharply worldwide in recent months is not due, for example, to rising energy costs or the shortage of goods triggered by the lockdown crises. In the short term, these cost-push effects can drive up prices of this or that product group. But without a corresponding expansion in the money supply, cost-push effects will not translate into a sustained increase in goods prices across the board, that is, inflation. Just look at the data. The US central bank has increased the money stock M2 by around 43% since the end of 2019, and the European central bank has increased the money supply M3 by a good 20%. This has created a huge money supply overhang, which is now being reduced primarily by rising goods prices. The money supply overhang accumulated on both sides of the Atlantic will thus further reduce the purchasing power of the US dollar and the euro. And as central banks continue to keep interest rates artificially low and inflation continues to be higher than the prevailing market yields, Holding US dollar and euro will continue to result in heavy losses, not just in 2022, but well beyond. It is no coincidence that central banks are driving inflation higher. The devaluation of money associated with this should help to reduce the over-indebtedness of the states, to relieve the states of debt at the expense of money holders. In doing so, central banks also support anti-free market economic policies, which are promoted under the headline of the so-called Great Reset on a Worldwide Scale. What should investors do? Investors should keep as little US dollar, euro and co in their portfolio as possible, so minimize cash holdings. 
Any amount beyond transaction balances and a small buffer should be reallocated. On the one hand, it makes sense to hold part of the liquid funds in physical gold and silver. The purchasing power of these precious metals cannot be debased by central banks' inflation policy. On the other hand, it makes sense to acquire a globally diversified stock market ETF or index certificate. In this way, the investor can participate in productivity gains stemming from the world's corporate sector. While there is no guarantee with physical gold and silver and an investment in the world stock market, there is at least a very good chance of weathering the ongoing devaluation of currencies or even helping to preserve financial wealth should a serious world currency crisis unfold. Thank you very much for your attention. If you enjoyed the video, please like and share, follow my channel and ring the bell.